0: I mean, look at it. Look at the weather. We're at the beach. It's just, like, so California.
1: From Birria Tacos to Santa Ana Hip Hop, this is Southern California. Welcome to About the Journey. Hi, I'm Monika Raymond. I'm a travel journalist and a member of Marriott Bonvoy Traveler. On this podcast, we take the best kind of road trip, one where the end point is not the end goal. Today, we'll put the convertible top down as we drive from Los Angeles to sunny San Diego and explore SoCal.
2: It's very sunny and it's like very beautiful every day. Honestly, the people here are just happy. We're despoiled in so many ways. You know, we've got weather, we've got multiple cultures. We can go to the beach and the mountains in the same day. It's
0: amazing. I honestly couldn't imagine living anywhere else.
1: This 120-mile stretch of coastline is probably best known for its weather, but has so much more to offer. SoCal is an epicenter of American culture. From skateboarding to Chicano rock, trends and subcultures that sweep the nation often get their start right here. Today, we'll see some of the places between L.A. and San Diego where culture is thriving. We'll kick off this trip in Long Beach, a city that's known for its lively boardwalks, to learn a little bit about how the locals roll. Then, we're off to delve into the emerging hip-hop scene in Santa Ana. And finally, we'll grab a bite in Encinitas to feast on one of the most exciting dishes coming out of Southern California. That's all to come, so buckle up. As we leave Los Angeles and cruise down Whittier Boulevard, keep an eye out for some iconic lowriders. The local Mexican-American community has been modifying classic cars with beautiful paint jobs and souped-up hydraulics since the 1950s. After we finish admiring those works of art on wheels, we'll head south on the 710 for about 40 minutes. Then we'll arrive at our first destination, Long Beach. We get out of the car, and it's hard not to smile. We're at Long Beach, specifically a park called Junipero. There's sun and palm trees and over eight miles of sand stretching out in both directions. This is nice. You come to Long Beach, boy, I tell you, mm mm-mm. There are people all over, biking and working out. But we're here to talk to the roller skaters. It's sexy. It's sexy. It's something to do. Come outside and
0: skate. Love life and get on some wheels. I think it's fun and I like to feel like free. Like it frees your mind, I think, when you're skating.
1: Roller skating is surging in popularity. Over the past year, people all over the country have put on their first pair of skates. A lot of times, that's after seeing someone on social media who makes it fun. One of those roller skating influencers is Rubina Burnaby.
0: Everyone who asks, what do you do? How do you know what to do? You just go out there and do it. Nobody cares how good you are. They're just happy you're there. And ah, I think everyone needs to join. You should get a pair of roller skates. (laughs) My name is Rubina Burnaby. I am now a sponsored roller skater. (laughs) And I actually only started skating about a year ago. Roller skating has such a long, amazing history, but I am one of the newbies. Rubina started an Instagram account to track her progress as she learned to roller skate, and she was surprised
1: when the account caught fire. Now she's trying to encourage more people to try it, and she says that here on Junipero Beach is the perfect place to get started.
0: This is one of the best trails, if you were a beginner, that you could go on with the smoothest pavement, because we always say you never know how uneven a pavement is until you put on a pair of roller skates. You're like, oh, this has an incline. But this trail along Junipero Beach specifically is one of the smoothest and nicest pieces of concrete that you can skate on.
1: Okay, so putting on a pair of roller skates can be a little scary. But Rubina says there's one thing that all beginners need to keep in mind.
0: Don't look down. You think that you have to look at your feet to be able to skate but when you walk do you do that no you just know to move your feet i always say you should look ahead like at your future then down i was born and raised in los angeles california my whole life i've never been anywhere else something about la is like there's just so many people from so many different places it's kind of hard to find your space or your place that you feel like you belong i had gotten a pair of roller skates with my sister no Let me let me back it up. We actually originally got a pair of rollerblades and we actually came to this exact spot where we are now. And we were like, this is cool. But we weren't even that into it. And while we were here, we saw we saw some roller skaters and we were like, why does that look just like so much more fun?
1: Roller skates with their two sets of wheel on each foot versus the four wheels in a row on
0: rollerblades became Rubina's obsession. And I just threw myself 100% in. I didn't think I was going to be as committed as I was. But I went probably a good 30 days straight just doing it every single day. And it just became a great way to challenge myself. It was kind of a you versus you thing. If you were going to be good at it at all, it was all on you. Rubina was growing as a skater at a time when it was gaining popularity across the country. But she reminds us that skating is more than a trend. I feel terrible when we say oh, roller skating's making a comeback because honestly, it never left for the black community. They're the reason it's still around. Like if, if, if not for them, it would not still be a thing. Back in the days when segregation was still a thing, black people would go to rinks as their sanctuary. This was their safe space. So roller skating in general is a total place where any and every marginalized community can come and they know they're immediately welcome. So like, it's not even a conversation. It doesn't even need to be discussed. When Rubina saw
1: an increase in hate crimes against Asian-Americans, she wanted to use her newfound influence to help. So she and some fellow skaters organized a skating event called Don't Hate, Let's Skate to help raise money and show solidarity for the Asian-American community.
0: We were actually shocked about how many people showed up and who showed up because a lot of the bigger skate influencers who weren't obviously of Asian-American descent showed up just to support And then we raised over $1,000 in that same day, just in one day. Honestly, right after that, people were like, when are you going to do this again? Um, We're like, well, hopefully there's not any more Asian hate crimes. So (laughs) we could just have a regular meetup. But after that event, I think everyone just felt like they could be more themselves. They could take up more space and feel proud of being Asian American Pacific Islander. Not standing in the shadows anymore, but standing in the light and being the light, you know?
1: I used to ice skate and rollerblade when I was younger, so I totally get where Rubina is coming from. Not only do I love that she's pursuing her passion and getting her community involved, I love that she's using her platform to spread awareness about hate crimes against Asian Americans. It's so important. Now, The best spot to watch local skaters do their thing is the parking lot at the end of Junipera Avenue. If you're feeling ready to lace up some skates yourself, head over to nearby Pigeon Skate Shop to rent a pair. But for us, it's time to say goodbye to the beach and head back on the road. Roller skating as we know it is just one of the many pastimes that's synonymous with the Southern California lifestyle. The same can be said for so many music styles that got their start in this corner of the country, like surf rock and West Coast hip hop. But today, a new SoCal city is making its mark in music, Santa Ana. We'll head east for 30 minutes towards the city in the OC. As we drive downtown, we hear the bass line first. We're in GCS,
2: we're in Santa Ana, Santana, the place where it all goes down. Make sure you stay around town and get in where you fit in. If you don't, you better ask somebody.
1: Then we see it, a crowd dancing in front of walls covered in a variety of street art. There are odes to pop culture and hip-hop icons and colors that make the whole parking lot come alive. We stop in front of GCS Clothing Store and join in the fun. We're at one of the beacons for Orange County Hip-Hop and the Artists of Santa Ana, GCS Clothing Store. Part street art gallery, part record store, art supplier and venue, GCS is where locals get together for great music. First of
2: all, GCS stands for Giants Casting Shadows. It is a store that represents music, mainly hip-hop, but it allows a lot of urban artists to go ahead and put their products in there, whether it's painting, clothes, or whatever miscellaneous items they have. They also sell vinyl, spray cans, tips, skateboards. We also have artists that will come and perform there. It's known as like a free zone for artists to go to and express themselves from music to painting to spoken word. It's becoming like almost like an urban legend.
1: This is DJ Great Dane. He's a regular at GCS's events and a well-known part of the Orange County music scene.
2: I was born overseas in Japan. I come from a military family background. I've lived in Japan. I've lived in Taiwan. I lived in the Philippines, Alameda, Indianapolis, Washington, D.C. I spent a good four, almost five years in Hawaii. And moving a lot helped me understand different cultures. You learn a lot more when you get to engage with people. And and that's in anything you do. But it just made me not prejudiced to a lot of things like people, just not prejudiced to sound and culture in general. So I like to say traveling is the truth.
1: Dane finally settled in California in the early 90s. Over time, he found himself drawn to Orange County, where a growing music scene was being overlooked.
2: Orange County is still a younger town compared to L.A. It's so rich in culture and thought, Santa Ana especially. A lot of the Hispanic community is reaching into their culture finally and taking hold of that and using it uh, not being afraid to express that culture and language. Honestly, I heard reggaeton in Orange County before I even L.A., you know? I was watching Mundos or something, you know? And I'm not even Hispanic, but I was like, yeah, this is cool.
1: From behind the turntables at GCS, Dane has watched this community flourish as this one-of-a-kind store supports all the artists that come by to be heard and have a good time.
2: Over the years, it's just grown. It's so beautiful. Kids that I've seen doing things 10, 15 years ago, watching us play music... We just want to come watch you. It brought a smile to a lot of people's faces. GCS is, uh, it's like a home. And I play when I go there. No one pays me. I don't ask for anything, nor will I. I go there on my own free will, on my own time, and I play because I love what I do. And it puts a smile on people's faces. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. When you can do something that makes people smile, you don't want to let go of it. All right, everybody, make sure you get in where you fit in right now. This is DJ Great Dane, and I'll see you later. Bye, man.
1: We get back in the car and start off towards San Diego. Our fastest route takes us down the five alongside the Pacific Ocean. To the east is a 22-mile stretch of I-15 called the Avocado Highway. There are over 30,000 acres of avocado groves in the region, and you can even trace the very first Haas avocado to a backyard in LA County. Just thinking about all those fresh avocados makes me hungry, and I've got the perfect remedy. We're going to hop out of the car at Agave Birria in Encinitas for some birria tacos.
0: It's just, like, amazing. Like, the meat just melts in your mouth.
1: Very seasoned
2: well. It's all nice and juicy. It's not dry at all. They're my favorite tacos out of
1: everything. They're my favorite. It's like an explosion in your mouth. Just flavor. It's time for Birria Tacos. Now, what makes these tacos special is the bright red sauce or consomme. It's created by simmering meat for hours with Mexican chilies and other spices. The stewed meat is served on a corn tortilla, soaked in consomme with a generous helping of cheese topped with white onions and cilantro. And then there's the signature feature of the dish, a big old cup of birria consomme on the side.
2: With birria, you get to dip it, and who doesn't like dip? Any food that comes with dip is a good
0: food to me. It's the kind of taco you eat while leaning over so you don't stain your clothes. <laughs> it's high risk, high reward, really.
1: Mexican-Americans traveling back and forth from SoCal to Tijuana brought back this taco dish. Around 2015, taco trucks in California put a twist on this classic. They swapped the meat from goat to beef and added cheese. Because let's face it, Americans love cheese. The change was a hit, and birria tacos are the latest food from SoCal to gain popularity across the country.
0: They definitely like had like their spark through social media.
2: Actually, Instagram brought me here. <laughs> I saw I saw the, the the post of this food place, and I thought I'd try it
1: out.
0: And then all of a sudden, there's all these like places popping up with birria tacos, and they're really good. So then,
1: the only question is, where do you go to get one? The Encinitas is a tough one because there's
2: like a hundred taco shops here. A good judge of a taco shop is to see if there's a line out the door. And so there's always a line here during lunch. So that's why I came here, tried it out and it's been good ever since.
0: So I got the four taco special uh, of the burrito tacos.
2: I like them when they're like fried, the tortillas fried up, but uh, usually just a soft taco. With everything on it.
1: <laughs> all the tacos, real quick, extra spicy, all the vegetables, everything, nothing off. I usually get two or three tacos depending on how hungry I am. And then I think I get like a large consome cup because I just like to sip it at the end. Yeah, <laughs> Agave birria is my recommendation, not just for the great food, but also because it's got another hallmark of SoCal. The restaurant is attached to a gas station.
2: They're pretty common here. At least some type of food in the gas station here in Encinitas, like for sure. It's really convenient for people to come in, get gas, and then get food.
1: Go to the gas station taco shops. Like, you'll see like these fancy, nice gourmet tacos, these organic tacos. Sure, those are great if you're a vegetarian or vegan, whatever. But if you're not, go to the gas station because (laughs) it's way better. Once we've washed that bright red consomme off our hands, we'll refuel without even leaving the parking lot and make the final leg of our journey. We'll hit the San Diego freeway for about half an hour until we arrive at our destination, the Westin San Diego Gaslamp Quarter. The hotel is in the center of downtown San Diego, ideal for travelers looking to leave their cars behind and explore a new city. We'll be just blocks from the busy boardwalk and gas lamp district, so there's plenty to do while taking in that famous SoCal weather. And the best part? The hotel offers a fleet of bicycles to all guests, free of charge. It's no wonder this is where so many trends are born. Between the weather, the cultures, and the attitude, Southern California lives up to its reputation. There's
2: something for everyone here. If you like golf, there's plenty of golf courses. If you like surf, there's beach. You got the mountains, you got the desert. Just try out something new. Try to go to as many places as possible in SoCal because every county is a little bit different. Go to the beach, live your life, have fun.
0: Um, that's it. Just enjoy the beach.
1: (laughs) About the Journey is produced by Marriott Bomboy Traveler, At Will Media, and me, Onika Raymond. Our Marriott producers are Robin Benefield and Jess Moss. Our At Will Media producers are Mitch Bluestein, Christy Westgard, Elliot Davis, Naila Andre, and Drew Beebe. Thanks to our guests on this episode for sharing their stories along the route. For links to Rubina's Instagram, GCS Clothing's website, and where to find Agave Birria, check out our show notes. You can learn more about this route from L.A. to San Diego and get other road trip ideas from Marriott Bonvoy Traveler at traveler.marriott.com or in the show notes. And if you like this episode of About the Journey, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For those of you who've made it this far, here's one last tip from a SoCal local.
2: Always make sure you eat before you go to the beach because the last thing you want to do is when you're at the beach and you're hungry and there's no food around there. So always get your food before you go to the beach.
1: I'm your host, Onika Raymond. See you next time on The Open Road. Hi, I'm Lale Arakoglu, host of Women Who Travel. Women Who Travel is a transported podcast for anyone curious about the world. We talk to adventurers and athletes. I've raced the God's Own Adventure Race, which is on the South Island and goes through the mountains down in the Southern Alps on New Zealand. That was eight days spent out in the wilderness. And chefs. Iranian food is home, it's family, it's love. And we share dispatches from our listeners. Ireland
2: is full of these, I will call them
1: ghosts of the past. From stampeding elephants to training sled dogs, we hear it all. The dogs will curl right up with you and it can be kind of cozy waiting things out. New episodes of Women Who Travel publish every Thursday. Join us wherever you listen.